You're listening to Coffee and Valkyries, a podcast about your favorite NWSL club, OL Reign. Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Valkyries. Uh, We are back with a new episode talking to an OL Reign player. We are talking with a goalkeeper, Fallon Tolis Joyce. Fallon, good evening. Welcome to Coffee and Valkyries. How are you doing tonight? Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. It's been a good day so far, so thank you, and can't wait to get this started. Awesome. Well, uh, first and foremost, we are um, grateful for you taking the time to chat with us and um, helping, um, you know, Rain fans get to know a little bit more about you. So let's begin with, I guess, um, your overall story in terms of you were playing at the University of Miami and then um, you go to France on a trial basically to you know see what happens and you become the starter uh, for the team and help guide them through promotion and then you are here at a OL Reign in the NWSL um, so I guess first and foremost like how did the move from France to OL Reign come about? Yeah, so originally I'm from New York. I've really been hopping around the world the last few years. Um, played on a team actually in New Jersey with Alana Cook, um, funny enough, and another girl in the league. called uh, Her name's Julia Ashley, so we all came from the same club. But then I uh, played at the U- University of Miami for five years. And then I made my way to professional soccer eventually uh, in France. Funny enough, my my head coach then was just like, you know, you can either be packing for a week or for six months. It depends on how you do in that first week. And so like, I was very stressful my first week as a professional, but I was super grateful for that opportunity to join the team as they're in D2. And the team is called Stade de Reims. And I basically watched them grow and help them um, make it to the, the first division where I played with them for two seasons. And it was an absolutely incredible experience, especially to play against teams like Lyon, you know, some of my teammates now <laughs> and, uh, and PSG. And um, really, once I got to that point around my second season at Rons, I, I felt comfortable. I mean, one of the things that I live by is that when I join a place, join a team, any type of workplace, I, I like to leave it better than I found it. So, you know, the team was, had already secured being in uh, first division for the next season. And I really wanted to look for that next level, that next step for myself to grow my game and be an even better goalkeeper. And that's where I had the super lucky to get the opportunity to play for OL Reign and, you know, haven't looked back since. And I'm just very grateful for the coaching staff to reach out to me after my time in France. Now that you've had a little bit of time with um, the rain and got your first minutes uh, a week ago, um, what, ha- what's been, what's been your reaction to just the overall vibe in the locker room and, um, being part of this team so far? Um, definitely. I mean, I probably look like a goof- goofball on the sideline as I was being subbed in. Cause I was just smiling ear to ear, even if it was just for a few minutes getting on the field, but I could just, I just knew, like, I just kind of like could feel my mom brimming, like, like on the other side of the country, you know? So I was very excited for that moment. Um, but actually when I joined the team, 
um, I would say the team was struggling quite a bit actually in the season. So it's been really cool to see like this team struggle, but like still have so many solid players to bring themselves up. And, you know, we had a coaching staff change, which is very difficult for all the players and everyone just took it and was just grinding throughout the season. And I was great, like grateful to be a part of that and also grinding with the team so that we got to this point where we are now, you know, finishing the season in second place, which was uh, really cool. And everybody in the locker room was super welcoming when I came in and the coaching staff also, like I love Rocky, the goalkeeper trainer. Um, he's been great in helping me progress this whole time. Let's go back to that game at Kansas city where you were already kind of warming up because of the fact that, uh, you know, Sarah Boyby gets a knee to you, her nose. And at the time, you know, everybody's thinking, is her nose broken? Does she need to come out? And so obviously as a backup keeper, you always have to stay ready no matter what, because, you know, your number could be called up at any time soon. But then, you know, we find out she's okay. It's just a bloody nose. She's able to continue on. But then in the post-match, we were talking with Laurel Harvey and asked her about, you know, putting you into the game if it was any sort of like designed, you know, in terms of beyond, you know, knowing that Sarah was going to be okay. She said once the third goal came in, that's when she knew she can put you in. Like, what were you thinking and feeling just when she, while you were already kind of getting ready, just in case you needed to go in earlier, but when she came to you or that she called you over and said, Fallon, you're going in, what did you just, can you uh, recall that? Uh, what were you thinking and feeling? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and originally when Sarah was injured, obviously I was worried for her and I was happy that in the end, you know, not, she was okay in the end. Um, never want to see that for another for another goalkeeper. But, you know, everybody's got the nerves right at first. But then once I got those few first volleys in, like I was ready and then stepping on the field too, I was definitely ready to go into the game because it is just like how I was playing in France for two years. Um, it's just, it's, it's a game. And just at that point, you know, you're training all those weeks and that's kind of when it's stressful for you. But when, when it's game time, it's game time. That's as good as you can be. And um, honestly, I was just really happy for that opportunity to get those minutes in. And um, I know being ready, my my teammate, Allie Watt, she she kind of makes fun of me every so often when I'm on the when I'm on the bench because I like to keep my gloves on the entire game because I do like just keeping my hands warm, uh, even if it's just like a little tiny thing, like I just always want to be ready for it just in case anything happens um but yeah that's kind of how it was for me do you know if um you get half a credit for a uh, clean sheet because you know the <laughs> that game i know i think the whole the the credit for the clean sheet definitely goes to sarah none of that goes to me <laughs> that, hey, I, don't, I wonder if that's like an opto or fifa statistic we yeah. need like closer stats like yeah, these laws, like these <laughs> <stats>. <laughs> yeah Fallon, I read that you started, I think a lot of people maybe don't start at goalkeeper. They work their way into it growing up and you started playing forward, but made the switch around 12 years old. What, what, um, did you fall in love with goalkeeping kind of immediately? Not at all. Um, actually, like I was definitely like either I was a midfielder slash forward. I loved scoring goals and things like that. And then I played for a team where it was kind of like trying to be like the best players on Long Island. <laughs> you know, they're always trying to create those teams. <laughs> and I actually had made it as a field player. But then the goalkeeper who made it didn't want to be like a full time goalkeeper. And then at the time, I was also playing basketball pretty seriously, competitively. And I actually loved basketball a little bit more than soccer at the time because I was pretty good at it <laughs> but and then like the coach was just like you know Fallon, why don't you just hop in you know and then I never hopped out because it was just like a whole new position that I loved is literally just combining my two loves of soccer and basketball and just the thrill of being a goalkeeper and flying and that 
just added craziness was just you know once I stepped in I never wanted to you know step out of it and so like it was around like 14 that I just became like a full-time pretty much goalkeeper I was playing half and half for a while yeah do you ever have any dreams of like jumping on to the field helping the team score a goal in the last minutes or anything (laughs) sometimes and sometimes in France like my my coach she's a she's hilarious my my French coach um she would just be like like 90 minutes have passed so she's just like finally just go up for the corner you know I'm like what are you you talking about but I wouldn't you know so you know every goalkeeper had that little bit of a dream to you know maybe either a header a little bicycle kick you know but you know so I'm still holding out we'll see maybe one time in my career did you ever come close to uh getting the ball on a a corner kick in the you know in the dying minutes there was one time I was very close you know but it just <laughs> went right past me so that moment that moment came and came and went pretty fast um only in practices have I ever like scored a scored a goal but yeah I think goalkeeper is often the the, the main position that people don't fully understand or know how to evaluate it on as the same as like some of the field positions and I'm wondering if you can share like what is something that may surprise people about like an, a really important aspect of goalkeeping or just something maybe you want people to like pay attention to when they're trying to evaluate goalkeepers yeah I mean I believe uh, communication is very big on the field more so than anything like goalkeepers can save themselves a lot of time even though I love the action you know I am very much the one that wants to be saving shots but you can you can help your team a lot just by the words that come in your mouth and a lot of people don't realize just how much of an influence that has even just like a for the mood of the team there's just like at certain points in the game um but something to look forward to uh to look at if you're an outside viewer um I guess it's hard because you know what I love watching about goalkeepers is actually training sessions of goalkeepers because while you don't necessarily get to see all the work that's been put in for a goalkeeper on the field in the game, especially when you're playing for a team like OL Rainey, you got boss defenders, you know, but it just like in the training session, we're going 100%, you know, at every ball, you got to put your face in front of like some crazy shots and things like that. So I definitely recommend people go and see some training videos because it's, it's pretty fun what we do, you know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, in the couple, in the handful of times I've been able to make it down to watch uh, OL Rain train, and over the years too, uh, just the the drills that the goalkeepers are always doing, it's it's something that um, they're obviously training for the scenarios when it happens live in game. But yeah, the intensity in terms of like how uh, all in everybody's going at those training sessions, it really does. Uh, it's helped me understand how how roster selections are made in terms of like. When you know when a coach says they have to prove them, you know some, themselves at training to get that spot, whether it be a starter or as a sub, it's like they're doing all of that work at training and having seen some, you know how um, intense uh, trainings can be. It's like yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's really just training for anything and everything. I mean, when I was younger, this was just a drill that has no meaning. But like when it was younger, they just do whatever drill possible, and my trainer that I've been training with since I was 12 in New York actually tied a sock around my head you know tied around the back of my head and was just like okay you're gonna have to sense the ball and just chuck the ball at my stomach and that's just like typical goalkeeper stuff but even working with Rocky today we would use like mini balls and we would be like um, pairing them to the side just for reaction saves but it's really fun what we get to do even though it's very difficult. 
And speaking of training, so we know from your experience of playing in France, you know, you've gone up against um, something now your teammates, uh, you know, when they were playing at Lyon, PSG. Um, is it more on the fun side or is it still like on the humbling side to be going up against such uh, deep and, uh, you know, loaded uh, attacking core that the rain have, you know, day in and day out at training? Oh, it's definitely on the fun side. I mean, it's it's really cool to be playing against these this caliber this caliber of players, um, especially Yuj and Maro. I love watching Maro and her decision making is just like all over her face that you know she's about to cross you up <laughs> or chip you in the next moment. You know, it's just at any moment. I am six one and this woman can still chip me at any moment and it puts the fear in me a little bit. But it's just that level, you know, and it's like it is still exciting that like I have more to to learn from these players, you know, and they're pushing me to be at that next level too. Um, even just being with Sarah, just being next to Sarah and seeing how she reads the game, massive side of goalkeeping that people don't understand. Like Sarah has a great vision of the field and tactically what should happen with her players and where to place her players. So I'm very grateful to be able to see that up close. Yeah, that's something that we've uh, talked amongst ourselves in terms of once you know, the announcements of like these players coming in on loan was actually happening as much as Rain fans have kind of dreamt for it ever since the, you know, ownership change with Leon happened was that young players at whatever position on the field, um, they're get, they're going to learn from, you know, such prolific players like Raysa Mayer, Marajan, Huadi, and, you know, learn stuff about the game, but also picking their brains and also getting to know um, these players as people. Can you just talk uh, talk about like how, you know, you get to basically see what next level legitimately looks like, you know, through these uh, players? Because that's something that we've always talked about. Like, we can only imagine what's like for for you, Fallon, for Bethany Bonson, for Ali Wad, for Ziara Kings, you know, up and down the roster. How much they're learning from not only NWL veterans like Jessica Schlack, Warren Barnes, Megan Rapino, but then, you know, these next level world <laughs> world eleven players. Yeah, especially just these players that are playing for their national teams for, you know, over a decade, you know, like these women are very incredible, very impressive. And it's really humbling to be by their side and be able to train with them every single day. You know, like, like every so often I look in the locker room, I look to my right and it's Rapino next to me. I'm like, what? You know, like, it's just like, how is this possible? But it's just, uh, it is definitely cool for the younger players like us, like me, Allie, Boats, uh, Kelsey, Leah, all of us, you know, just trying to like be sponges. Um, not even just on the field, like tactically, but like off the field in the locker room, how these women speak to each other and how we'll have a video session. And the coach asks us what we think we can change, you know, and these, they have answers because they've been around, like they have the experience. So like seeing how they see the game has also definitely helped us as young players and how they conduct themselves off the field. Cause we have so many people on our team that are just outspoken women off the field for like, you know, whether that's being eco-friendly, sustainability, women's rights, LGBTQ rights, like everything, you know, like we got Rosie White who's po posting videos for uh, neurodivergent children. That's just like, it's mind blowing how cool each and every single woman, like each and every single woman on our team is, you know, so very, very cool atmosphere to be a part of. And yeah, uh, what does that like do for you in terms of, you know, giving you, making it easier to settle in as somebody that joined the team mid-season? But, you know, in terms of just being empowered to kind of, you know, be more, um, you know, vocal or out there in terms of like what issues matter to you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like it's definitely something that um, I 
hold very close to myself, you know, having studied marine science and bio in Miami, like something that I'd love to continue in the future and um, will eventually pursue in the future after my soccer career. Um, it definitely just gives me the confidence that it's possible to be able to do these things at the same time, to have a voice in both of these worlds and to just learn from the people around me, you know, what Lou's doing with her um, mad eco kits is, is just so cool. And just like part of the reason why I joined OL Reign is because they are just like one of the most eco-friendly uh, teams in this league and super inspiring what, you know, our staff is doing, what Lauren Barnes is doing and all the people that are part of the project Danny's doing, whether it be environmentally or like humanitarian wise it's just uh honestly I'm just mind blown by all these people <laughs> and like it's just really cool and you know I've um been able to do like my own things you know like I do I was a part of an eco kayaking program I was kind of like the volunteer for them with um like I'd be able to teach the kids a little bit about marine biology on the side and right now actually just today I just fixed a little tank in an elementary local elementary school so that they can have a it's like a salmon experiment their own project where they get salmon eggs and they get to raise them and then re release them so it's just cool things like that that I've been a part of and like inspired to be a part of because of my teammates. Speaking of that we know you just mentioned you majored in marine science and biology um, and we've been inspired by a lot of your um, environmentally focused t-shirts for your match day fits. Um, when when did the love of ocean life really come to you is that from kind of a young age yeah definitely really young I know like I get asked it all the time but like just like my memory goes as far back as I've loved the ocean I just know that I even had like one of those apples you know where it says like I want to be when I grow up like it says like I want to be a marine biologist you know <laughs> I actually didn't decide to play soccer professionally till like really till I like started my master's so I started my fifth year where I started considering playing professionally and continuing soccer so really like marine biology was was my passion still is my passion but it was my primary one did soccer become a choice because you kind of like knew you would miss it or yeah a little bit and then also I think um there was a coaching change at Miami and I was very fortunate to have a new coach and she kind of provided me with a lot of confidence that I had been lacking and um, I really just wanted to give it a shot, you know, the body only lasts so long, especially as a goalkeeper. So I was like, it's now or never. So I might as well just go for it. And luckily, I just, you know, I've been able to grow into this, this profession and uh, I'm really excited to see how far I can go. Speaking of Miami, we noticed, oh, Sylvia, I see, sorry, go ahead. I saw you have a question. I, yeah, I was just going to ask uh, randomly, your number is pretty unique, 91. Is there a story behind it? Mm -hmm. So like, it, it's pretty bland, but like, I do love hockey, you know? So like people always assume it's because of hockey and like, I'm an Islanders fan. So John Tavares was great for the, for the Islanders for a while, but like, but like, no, that's not the reason. It was just because one, one year, like I used to be 19 and then one year a girl on the team had 19. So they just like allowed me to switch it to 91. Okay. But, yeah. Probably never going to have to fight for that number again, which is the good news. <laughs> nope. Not once. There's no issue with it. I was going to ask about that because I saw it was your um, number in Miami also. Um, but uh, I'm wondering, do you have a favorite memory or moment from your time playing in college? Yeah, it it definitely had to be my my senior game, um, my my fifth year, my uh, redshirt year. Um, but it was just an incredible atmosphere. My mom uh, kind of threw like a surprise party also for me after the game. We were playing FSU under the lights 
in our at our home field at Cobb Stadium and we had like the most attendance that we've ever had like over 2,000 people like around our track even watching the game and like the atmosphere was great you know I made a few saves here and there and we okay let's just be honest like we had zero percent possession but like at one point like there's just a corner and in a uh overtime golden goal and like one of like our freshman just heads it into the ball into the goal and we win and we just went wild you know and actually that year fsu went ended up winning the um ncaa championship so you know where i'm going with that we you know we basically won too but you know not even close but but that was a great moment and then i got to celebrate with like all of my family and my mom made shirts that said um like miami 91 and then tullus joyce on the back so like my whole family was like squatted up and is great. That's amazing. I'm actually going back to, to something you said a lot earlier and going back earlier in your soccer career, but you mentioned you played on the same team as Lana Cook. She was just nominated for defender of the year um, for the league. And did you know she would be that good playing with her back in the day? Oh yeah. Alana's always been pretty solid. <laughs> you know, Yeah. So I've definitely enjoyed playing with her for a while. Um, and then even just her career continued into Stanford. And then in France, we, we met up a couple of times, especially because, you know, whenever we play PSG, we'd be like, Oh, what's up? And um, so, yeah, you know, she's, she's always been a very solid defender and I'm super happy for her and, and her journey so far. She's done a lot. We, now that the nominees have been announced for the end of year awards, we're now seeing uh teammates and even like team social accounts putting on their best campaign speeches for um for their respective uh, nominees um might put you on the spot a little bit here but if you were to make a campaign speech for um alana cook and your other Rain teammates that are up for these end of year awards um yeah, fire away with the campaign speech <laughs> absolutely go alana <laughs> alana 2021 um but I mean, even just on the soccer field, Alana's just been a solid competitor. I mean, she's a leader in, the, in our back line and she's never faltered. I mean, everyone on our team has confidence in her and off the team, we have confidence in her and she's just a great person all around. Um, she's definitely one smart cookie going to Stanford and playing in France. She, you know, she understands French quite quite well. We're always talking, well, she's talking in French with the French players and uh, she's, definitely been through it when our team was you know at the lowest that we had been was with it right up until now when we're finishing in second so she's just somebody that throughout the highs and lows she'll always be there for the team and I think that deserves some recognition Beautiful. thank you um, going back to your um, passion for marine biology we had just uh, wrapped up October but for anybody that's been following your Instagram saw that you were posting a bunch of uh, beautiful Inktober uh, drawings. Um, so I think for us, it's more of like a selfish question. Do you do commissions? If so, how much? Yeah, yeah, it was actually just, uh, it was just something I picked up while I was in France. You know, we ha I had a lot of free time. So I just started drawing. Um, I just got a book about nature journaling because I would love to just be able to sit down and like, if there's like something beautiful in front of me, I would love to capture it on paper. And so that's kind of what it started. And then like, I just saw that Inktober existed. And I was like, I'll just give it a shot, you know, and just make some marine creatures doing some silly stuff. And uh, I don't do commissions, but like, you know, if you ever want something, hit me up. <laughs> it's just like, you know, we can work it out at Fallon whatever you want um prices are going to be low because let's be honest I'm not an artist <laughs> like, well, uh, I, I think a lot of people would have seen your Inktober drawings and think 
that's a lot better than I could ever do. So yeah. like, has drawing always been something that, uh, you know, came natural to you? Or was it like, you know, you picked up a book one time, you know, you got all this free time, you were just practicing, you started practicing it out. And then, you know, um, in, your Intober drawings are just the result of, you know, practicing because of, you know, how much downtime you have uh, off the field. Yeah, I think it um, more so played a part is just like with learning because I'm very much a visual learner. So like in order to like teach myself things, I would just like draw the creature. So that's kind of how it came about. And I just wanted to learn more. So I started drawing more and that's how I just like started my own taxonomy series and just <laughs> stuff I do in my free time, you know. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. So we're recording this a week before the team knows who they're going to be playing in the NWCL playoff semifinal. But being as one of the newer faces, but also younger players on the squad, but you're with the team that has been through uh, these playoffs before, Laurel Harvey's been through these playoffs before, knowing that, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure in all these games because it's, you know, one game, winner, go home. Um, how's it been for you in terms of just what the coaching staff and the senior players have been in terms of just helping everybody that's new to, you know, uh, the playoffs just kind of maybe uh, – calm down or kind of de-stress what you know obviously these training sessions leading up to next Sunday are going to be you know probably some of the most important training sessions ever yeah definitely I mean our staff does a very thorough job with us whether or not it's in season or now in the postseason um especially coach Harvey she's just a very intelligent woman who's very good with tactics and has been through this many times before I'm sure and um she sat down with us and we've had many discussions on what this looks like for us. Our manager came in, Bill Predmore, and he spoke to us as well as um, what we hope for. And as far as the stress and pressure, I mean, that's where our veteran, veteran players have also stepped up. And, you know, once once they're calm, like everybody else on the team kind of follows suit. So we're really in a fortunate spot that we have a lot of experienced people, you know, whether that be in our staff or our veteran players that us as younger girls, we just know that we're in good hands. I'm going back and, and not let, um, after Jacob asked such a smart soccer question, I want to talk a little bit more about marine biology again. <laughs> I have two yeah. questions for you. One, do you have a favorite marine creature that you think people should know about? That's my first one. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. You know, so, um, my favorite marine creature is actually, it's called a peacock mantis shrimp and anybody listening, I recommend that you Google them because they're just like the coolest coolest little guys ever they're like yay big like about like like maybe six seven rainbow you know and they actually have these super complex eyes that can see a polarized light um used for many different um like research for the military but they also have these appendages that move at the speed of a 22 caliber bullet so it moves so fast that it creates its own air bubble. It's called a cavitation bubble and light at the same time and heat as well. Like that's just insane to create that much like, you know, power underwater. And they're just really these cool little guys that are just skittering around the, the seafloor. And I would love to see one one day, but yeah. Also- Did, did you say you know, peacock mantis I just, shrimp? I just Googled one, they are very cool looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah peacock cool. mantis shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> and if you also want like a little side one, nudibranchs, they're uh, sea slugs adorable and they're just like this big they're like literally like half a centimeter big some of them absolutely like the coolest creatures ever that's amazing thank you no problem my my second question is i mentioned you wear a lot of like 
environmental save the bees shirts? Do you have like a go-to spot or do you find those all over the place? Yeah. So actually like my most recent two, um, I had made myself because I started like, it, it kind of got a bit difficult finding something like I actually wanted to like, you know, um, be my message. Um, but yeah, so there's the tea shack that I went and just, you know, with like different nonprofit organizations for them. And, um, I also, there's also another place in the Tacoma mall called box lunch and super cool. Like anything from like Nickelodeon cartoon network and things like that. And actually when you buy some stuff from them, they donate again to, um, uh, feed America, feeding America, which is just like a really cool company. So I would recommend them in the Tacoma mall. Awesome. Did you ever think, uh, when, you know, you're playing in France and you get an opportunity to come to the U S did you ever think, uh, what you were wearing on your way to work would become such a content generator the way it has been? Oh my goodness. No. I remember joking with some of my friends in, in France as well. I was like, what am I going to wear? Like, I am not I don't even know what colors go together. So like, there's just no way that I was like prepared to be like Z who's just like a master and Ali Watt who's just like the master of picking out outfits. And I was, just, and I was just like, you know what? It's going to have to be t-shirts <laughs> that just have some messages on them. Cause that's like the best I can do for like how I want to be presented. So that's what kind of what I sided with. What I'm getting from this conversation is that there's like nothing that you can't do. <laughs> I can draw I can make t-shirts is there anything you're bad at <laughs> oh my goodness if you could hear me sing if you could watch me cook like I think if I get cooking a little bit more time maybe I could do it but I just don't have the patience because I'm usually hungry um with oh dancing yeah I tried doing hip-hop class still working on it still <laughs> not great don't ask me to do a TikTok dance um Speaking of the hip hop dance class, like how was it just to have like some of your teammates go do uh, a class or two uh, with you? Because yeah, I know. Like when, I, <laughs> yeah, when I first got here, I just started doing my own hip hop classes on the side because I kind of wanted to like you know be a little bit looser, especially on the field and stuff. And then my teammates had seen it, so they were just like, "Oh, we want to join." So like the instructor was super nice, and she held a whole private session for us, and we had a good amount of our teammates, like at least like almost fifteen of us, and and Maro's mom joined us for the for the hip hop class, and Maro's mom was great. So and it was a lot of fun, and some of the girls still do the the dance like boats and alley still memorize it and I couldn't tell you the first eight count but it was really fun can you just talk about just what doing something like that off the field means in terms of just building you know chemistry and you know uh, strengthening relationships you know for as much as you know you guys are all together and how um, intense it can be both good ways and bad ways off on the field but you know um, it's sports everybody you know goes their separate ways after the offseason uh, and when it goes to different teams, all this, uh, can you just talk about like what doing something like that um, just mean, helps in terms of uh, creating those relationships and memories? Yeah, I mean, especially because we, we really do play in a hard league, you know, and all of us are professionals, all of us want to be playing our best. So there is quite a, like a bit of a high stress level in what we do on a daily basis. So to be able to see everyone off the field in like their truest selves, you know, just being goofy on a, you know, hip hop dance floor is just really fun to see, you know, and really fun to be a part of. So it's great to like, even for just this past, like um, 
Halloween, like the day after Halloween, we, we got together for a little bit of a brunch and everybody dressed up in their costumes. And it was just really funny to see everybody's personality come out. And it's just like things like that, that are so important for a team, the team chemistry to like keep going, even in these like weeks after the season, because it can get a bit long. And just knowing that these people are like just as weird as you are and really helps, really helps the process. Speaking of Halloween, where do you stand on candy corn? Oh gosh, no. Don't even approach me with it. Correct answer. <laughs> Correct answer. <laughs> Sylvia was wondering if it was a, if it was too late to be asking that question. It's like, well, they did their costume party on Monday, so we're close <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Fair point, fair point. And what what and what was your Halloween costume? I went simple. I uh I was a walrus. I bought a one a walrus onesie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am keeping keeping with the marine theme. <laughs> oh like yeah, it. all the way. <laughs> have you done? Uh, I know you said you you know did the kayaking, but have you been able to do any more sort of exploring around marine biology on on this coast uh, while you've been in the Seattle Tacoma area? Yeah, so like a big thing that I wanted to get back into was scuba diving while I was here. It's a big passion of mine. Um, it's just like you're in another world when you're scuba diving. It's one thing to be able to see a fish in a tank, and another thing to actually be swimming beside it. And even though it's cold water diving, very cold water diving, and like the skin around your mask is just absolutely freezing and you can't feel your fingers anymore. It's just, I can't even like put into words how beautiful it is in the Puget Sound because you have these, what's called plumos um, anemone that are like whites and peach colors and pinks. And it's just like this turquoise water that just makes you feel like you're in an underwater garden. And it's just, there's so much life in the Puget Sound that it's just, it's very beautiful to dive here. And it's been like a big thing that I've done on the side that I've been really, really happy to be a part of. I think you can talk a teammate into going with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Quinny wanted to join at one oh, point. Oh, nice. But nice. they have to get, they have to get certified, so. Like, okay, there you go. go. <laughs> yeah. Was the biodiversity of the Puget Sound region like one of the reasons why you uh, uh, wanted to come over here? Yeah, I mean, it definitely played into the factor. I mean, just OO Rain wanting me was a big factor just coming here. So I was just very happy with that at baseline. And then like the benefits of, you know, being one of the most eco-friendly teams and having so many like star teammates, essentially, on top of like the wilderness and hiking opportunities and the scuba diving opportunities. And just like the opportunities of, you know, working these eco kayaking programs and they have so many marine biology related programs here for children that I would love to be a part of and just everything really just came together and it was a great fit for me. You talk about the team wanting you and you wanting to just like continue to take the next step in your career and I'm wondering do you have um, specific goals that you want to continue to reach um, as your career continues? Yeah I mean Definitely just uh, still a bit new to the team. So just building more of a chemistry with my teammates, um, uh, more of a chemistry with my coaching staff. I mean, everybody wants more minutes so like um, that too. As a goalkeeper, it's very difficult, but I really take it as I just would love to continue growing as a goalkeeper. And I definitely feel that I'm in a, the perfect spot with the perfect staff and the perfect teammates to do that. Alan, we have, not that these questions haven't been really fun, but we have some like, fun questions for you now I think if Jacob and Sylvia are ready for those yes these are questions uh that over time we've asked many of your uh OL Rain teammates um some of them have yielded uh, very entertaining and very passionate answers so um I just want to see how uh it's your turn with them basically so first question 
if a movie was going to be made about your life, Alan, who would you want, uh, who would you pick to play you? Who <laughs> would you play to play me? Oh my gosh. Can it be like somebody like out of pocket, like Florence Pugh or something like that? Like somebody who's like, I don't know if she's even you above five cast, foot. You can <laughs> pick whoever you want. Oh my goodness. I think Allie would kill me if I picked Zendaya. I was going to say Zendaya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Allie would kill me. Okay. Allie, uh, Allie has. Con- uh, uh, Allie it's has taken out. <laughs> both like, her and Madison like, answered. Smith. Oh. Yeah, both her, both her and Madison answered Zendaya. So you can yeah. you can try to claim it. <laughs> I'll leave it to them. They, they they earned it. I'll I'll pick I'll pick Willow Smith. She seems cool. Okay, we've joked about possibly trying to do some sort of um, Zendaya trivia contest between Allie Watt and Madison Hammond. And, um, I think <laughs> Madison basically gave us a warning that um, Allie would just crush her, and I guess anybody else that would uh, yeah. dare compete in that contest. That's funny. I'm sure Allie would definitely win. Um, next question. Okay, this one is is a question that's kind of split the Oval Rain locker room every um, whenever we've asked them. Um, where do you, Fallon, stand on pineapple on pizza? No, absolutely. I'm a New Yorker. Like that is a firm no. That's borderline sacrilegious. We do, we don't do that. <laughs> You know, people can do whatever they want, but it's just no. <laughs> that, no. You are very much on uh, Jess Fishlock's camp on, on that yeah. stance, and just she's a hard passionate no. dance. Yeah. <laughs> she had a very passionate uh, <laughs> stance against it. Yeah. While as uh, Bethany Balser is like, yeah, <laughs> of course, both still for it. Next question. Um, if you were in charge of the team's match day playlist, what three songs or artists are you putting on there to get the team uh, hyped up? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think I gotta go. I really have been loving Doja Cat recently, you know. So, but she even has one that's from like the Suicide Squad playlist. That's called um, I don't know. Am I allowed to curse on here? It's yeah, like yeah. boss bitch words, you know. <laughs> so, so like definitely some Doja Cat. Um, uh maybe i really i love alternative rock too so maybe nobody else would like it but i'll put some 30 <laughs> seconds to mars like you know some something from them um and then for a third one i think what do i normally what do i go to oh there's actually one like, like um uh i think it's called in the rain but it's like jesse reyes is a part of it too it was actually just giving everything from suicide squad but that was from suicide squad too within that playlist but um yeah i think i'll go with those three those three songs um if you play holiday any holiday music have you started it or are you waiting until after thanksgiving i'm i'm very much a halloween girl so my favorite holiday just passed Mm. and christmas music is not for me (laughs) but, but like um Actually, my my dad's side they're they're Irish, so I do have like a, a fondness for Irish music, and we used to play it around the holiday time. So I might dabble in that a little bit this year, um, but you won't find any Mariah Carey playing in my apartment anytime <laughs> soon. Like maybe day of, but that's as early as it gets. <laughs> Got it. Um, these next questions are more like, who would you pick from uh, the team to do uh, this scenario with? Uh, who from the team would you choose to be paired up with if you were competing on the Amazing Race? 
on the amazing race i think it'd be hilarious if it was me and kelsey hedge doing doing um the amazing race and if it could be a trio me kelsey hedge and leah pruitt would be absolutely hilarious <laughs> so, i would love to be part of it. we might argue all that the whole time but i think we would we'd be able to between the three of us we'd be able to get some stuff done do you think uh the three of you would uh just run the competition and beat everybody else or we kind of wait and see uh where you guys are going what the challenges are <laughs> i think it depends on the challenges i don't know if i have too much confidence of us but would it be fun yes <laughs> i definitely think that all right who from the team would you choose to be paired up with in surviving the zombie apocalypse surviving the zombie apocalypse wow who's very resourceful who's like our best hiker on the team I don't know. It's got to be like, I feel like Rosie White could be like, just go crazy in, in the zombie apocalypse and like be a great um, partner getting through things. Plus, she'd be really funny too in <laughs> like in the difficult times. Um, yeah, I think I'll go with Rosie White. Okay. Last one. And um, this one might be hard for you since you had mentioned it earlier, but who from the team would you go on a karaoke duet tour with? Oh man, I feel very unfortunate for my partner for a karaoke tour, but um, maybe I think I'll give Z a shot. Maybe me and Z could could go for a little duet. That'd be funny. Awesome. If it doesn't sound great, it would be passionate. So yeah, yeah, Z would definitely put the performance, and I could be the background singer. Who does have the best voice on the team? I'm always curious about those things. (laughs) Who has the worst voice on the team? Who has the best voice? (laughs) (laughs) Worst, I can answer that. Um, best. I don't know if I've heard many of us. Uh, <laughs> anyone good? <laughs> Here. Um, no, I think we have quite a few like hidden talents that I haven't seen yet, just because I'm new. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for our list of like fun questions. So, um, and I think we've pretty much gone through every other question that we prepared for this uh, conversation with you. So I guess um, we just now leave it to what we, uh, how we normally end these conversations um, with uh, the players is that the floor is yours for any uh, last words, say hi to friends, family, plug up, uh, plug any uh, program or just something you're involved in and uh, want people, uh, Lorraine fans to know about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, first and foremost, I, I like to thank you guys for having me on and then thanking the fans this entire time throughout the season, especially during COVID. I mean, it's just inc- like our fan base is incredible since I've been here, you know, so I'm very grateful for them and, um, you know, hope they they continue their support and we love their support and need their support throughout these playoffs also. Um, shout out my mom and my little brother, Rowan. And then as far as like different things to see around Tacoma. Um, if you'd like to give a stop at the Foss Waterway Seaport, it's like a cute little museum, a bunch of boats. Uh, there's a touch tank so you can touch some sea anemones and maybe you'll see me there once in a while. So if you ever have some free time, maybe stop by there. Awesome. Well, Fallon, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us and best of luck to you and the rest of the team uh, next weekend at the playoffs. And, um, you know, hopefully that journey continues all the way through uh, Louisville with the team um, carrying the NWSL championship. Thank you. Thank you so much.